Hello and welcome to the official Lundex podcast. My name is Sam. I'm the CMO of Lundex and today I'm joined by Kibwana. Kib, our, uh, what do we call yourself? You're the entertainment manager, right? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Project director, yeah. Project director, there we go. Sorry, my apologies, sir. Entertainment sector. Ent- you know yeah, project director, entertainment sector. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, and today, this is the first uh, Lundex podcast. I guess we've received a little bit of feedback in relation to ways that people consume our content. And what we wanted to do today is is make this obviously shorter than what we do with Mother Suckers because we know that they do go for an hour to an hour and 20 minutes, but also create something that people can listen to in the car. I've actually had someone say to me, I love Mother Suckers, but yeah, having it on YouTube for an hour or so uh, when they've got a 15 to 20 minute commute to work is not really ideal for them. So this is what we're going to do. We are effectively just talking about uh, recent events in Lundex, those sorts of things. And today we are going to deep dive into the Medium post from Rick Duke, our COO, and just sort of go through some of the details that were were put into that Medium post um, just to help people, I guess, break it down and and get a better understanding of the Medium post. Uh, But what we will do is uh, wherever we post this, we will have a link to the post for people that haven't read it. But what we'll do is we'll jump straight in. Uh, So this was dated on the 24th of April. Um, and we're not going to read it word for word, but we are going to go through a few different things here, uh, obviously pertaining to the delays, the reasons for the delays, um, some things that are being worked on that people may not have known about or skipped over in this Medium uh, post as well, because there was something in there that I think people just missed, which we'll, we'll cover today as well. Um, definitely. Yeah, for sure, man. So look, I'll just jump straight in. We have highlighted a few things. Uh, obviously, when it comes to the relaunch of Lundex with our new contract and whatnot, we were scheduled to relaunch on April 30th. The main reason for this Medium post was to inform people that April 30th uh, is not the relaunch date and we have pushed back a few weeks. Um, no date is confirmed. Just want to make that pretty clear as well. Uh, obviously, lessons have been learned, which is pretty important. Um, so yeah, we, we will announce a date once we know we can hold that date. I think that's super important for us. Would you agree, Kip? Yeah, most definitely. I think, uh, it's, it's, that's the main thing here is to just, um, you know, deliver on a, on a, agree on a date. That's, you know, that's going to be the, the right one to deliver on. Cause you know, it's with, uh, with announcements and stuff like it, you do play that risky sort of move where, um it's not able to come to fruition on the said said time that you you put it forward so it's uh it's it's better to just have all your uh dominoes lined up and that's what we're going to be doing here yeah and i think it's it's the most important thing is to is to reinforce the fact that no one on the team wanted to delay this either there is no one sitting there saying well let's just push it back um the reason for delays in something like this is because it is for the long-term vision of Lundex, it is better to delay and make sure that things work as intended than to push them out and then say a month or six weeks or however long down the track, sorry guys, that's not working. We've wasted a bunch of time. We need to go back and do it all over again. Um, And we'll get into that in the Medium post. I have highlighted something there as well. So I'm just going to quote a couple of things from Rick and we can can break these down for people. Uh, Rick says, as always in this extraordinarily dynamic crypto space, so much can change in a couple of months and we're conscious on keeping a fluid and open mind. 
to our plans and development processes. Um, for people that don't know, we don't announce everything that is being developed in Lundex for a number of reasons. Sometimes they get developed or they get tested and they may not work. Um, and sometimes it's just a case of this is IP and we're not ready to talk about it just yet because it's in a very early development stage. So yeah. let me just explain to people that what you see publicly about Lundex on our website and roadmap and those sorts of things, that is not everything that is being worked on right now. Not even the half. We, and we, uh, we have internal meetings, man. It's our internal, yeah. our internal half hour meetings go for two hours to give people an idea. Um, because we're all passionate about it. So there are so many things that we'd love to tell everyone about, but it's just, it's early days. It's really early days. Uh, naturally any tech or genuine crypto startup will encounter tough times and high hurdles with the average time for a company to turn around an annual profit being five years. Now we're not saying it's going to take five years for Lundex to turn a profit because the crypto space does change very, very quickly, but we are, I guess, communicating that expectations in this space need to be managed. And we're not saying that specifically to Lundex holders. I think we're just saying that in general. Um, because you know these days so many people will launch a new project and within a couple of months people are saying why hasn't it's anything gone. happened yeah yeah and there's no sort of uh and on top like on top of that there's not really a lot of uh commitment from you know from a from a core group of individuals there tends to be like a, a higher level of um what's the word there of uh of turnover essentially like amongst the administrators even amongst the core team in some cases yeah i think that's a good point and if you take a look at lundex as a as an organization um up until february 23rd there were no changes to the team whatsoever it was mm. the same group of people um from day one back in baby london which was the 8th of august i want to say was that the date yeah Yep, right through until February 23rd, which is very, very rare in this space. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's, I mean, in terms of... You got people of, butting heads, you got people not losing faith in the project, you know what I mean? It's, uh, it's, it's a tough space, but, you know, for, for, for a group like us that have pulled through and, and, and strived through, through all the, the ups and the downs of, of the last almost it's almost been we're we're like four we're like three four three months away from it being a year almost and it's crazy to think about but um we're get, we're getting there and i'm i'm stoked for for what's ahead you know yeah yep for sure um and you know that's in the in the bsc space in particular although i think a lot of that is migrating to another chain now I think it's so easy for a developer to to launch something, say this is what I'm going to do, and then the project dies, it loses volume, those sorts of things. Um, mm. If you look at every chart in the space, they're all always the same. There's initial hype, charts go up. There's enthusiasm, hopium, for lack of a better word, as well. Yes, we're all this is amazing. This is going really well. It's easy to put out tidbits of information of what you're working on, um, but so many projects go through the same doldrums of development i guess for lack of a better term where people feel as though nothing is happening nothing is being talked about that is the development stage because mm. what happens in crypto that doesn't happen in other startups 
in other startups outside of crypto, you don't hear about the setup stage and, you know, no. building a concept and those sorts of things because they all happen right. before the project gets listed. So many startups don't actually go public. There's small businesses that then create something and then, you know, once they grow and then eventually go public in an ideal world for, for those projects, um, that's when people buy in and invest in those sorts of things. Crypto is a great yeah. lever. It allows, it allows everyone to get in at day one. And I think there's, there needs to be a little bit better understanding. When you get in at day one, you don't see things happen. You may get, you know, there's a bit of community engagement, those sorts of things, but you get in at day one, you don't see a product straight away. It has to go no. away. And it's much like Kickstarter, I guess, as well, right? Someone creates a proof of concept, a 3D yep. render, and then they say, all right, invest in this, buy it on Kickstarter, and then we're going to go away for the next six months, 12 months, 18 months, couple of years, and build this thing. However long it takes. Yep, exactly. I think however long yep. it takes is, is really the ethos that, that Rick and Huss and Tim have lived by. Um, yep. No matter how long it takes, it is going to get done. The well, it's because it's the reason for that is because it, it's it's all about wanting to to deliver the best, and not only the best, but to deliver what's not available to the rest of the space. And you know, albeit maybe there there are your your DApps and stuff that have some of the utility, but it's 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 not a it's it's much more than that. You know what I mean? And with something that with with a, with an effort like that with with an effort that driven to deliver something that important and and useful to the people it's it's not going to it's not going to be like a temporary thing you know it's it's going to take it's going to take a bit of time and there are going to be hurdles but all that's what that's what it's all about over here and we're we're jumping through those bad boys yep yep and and just for perspective as well i mean everyone has a different situation um, but you know, if I can speak about my situation, when I came on board with Lundex, you know, whatever it was, I think it was about eight weeks ago now. Um, I came on board as an investor. Um, I came on board as an investor much longer before that, but I don't collect a salary from Lundex. I don't get paid. Um, I invested in this like everyone else did. I think I mentioned on mother suckers last week, my average buy price was somewhere between the market cap of 18 to $23 million. So, yep. you know, the, the amount of money that I've invested is far greater than the amount of money that I now hold in the project. But I don't get paid a salary to do this. I'm currently doing probably around 10 hours a day on Lundex related activities. Um, and that's five, maybe six days a week. There are guys who, above me, do not collect any pay at all from the project and are doing seven days a week, 18, 19 hours a day. I see Tim online a far greater time than I, than I am. Oh, and they, he's not getting paid they, they to do stop. this. Yeah. Uh, yep. And even even if I could if I could touch on a little bit about myself, like I'm sure. Well, I'm not sure many people know, but I'm. I think people assume that you know all my chill sessions that I've been doing and all my community involvement that it was all like covered or paid for. But it was it was never like that for me. And from the very first you know session that we had back on August eighth, that was like till till today i know it's i know it's kind of dwindled down but that's just you know that that goes I, I have some you know personal stuff going on but um it's just i've done it for the the pure like genuinity and love for this project and for the community you know what i mean and 
I always saw a greater vision for not only myself um, to get myself out there, but also to bring something that I thought that the space never, never had, you know what I mean? And it's hard to find, it's very hard to find somebody that, that does what I, what I was doing, you know what I mean? And um, especially with somebody that does what I, what I was doing for free and not taking money and also not, you know, jumping from project to project to seek that money. You know, I've, I've remained true to this one project here. And, you know, I've, I've spoken to some people who I've even sent prizes out to, and, you know, it's, it's unfortunate that, um, that thoughts are the way they are, given the fact that it, it, it hurts me personally, because I have put so much in, you know what I mean, of my own time and my own energy and efforts. And to see that, you know, people are sort of doubting, it's, 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 it's rough, but you know, we're going to pull through and as we always do, and I'm, I'm stoked for what's to come. Yeah, and I think the reason why it's rough and it does affect us is I think it it just, and you know, in Mother Suckers last week, Tim and I, in retrospect, I think we spoke a little bit too candidly about our feelings. Um, <laughs> and, and that comes from, you know, the the amount of workload that, that both of us have had recently as as well Not as everyone sure. else. But, yep. you know, when when people do make a, um, attacks justified or unjustified, it does hurt and that just goes to show that the guys really do care about what they're doing to sit there and, right. and invest 20 hours a day into something and then read something um about you personally on twitter that kind of sucks and you know yeah. if we're all perfect human beings we would turn around and say well that doesn't matter they're just frustrated i understand their frustrations but sometimes you know it hurts and you do want to respond and i, I spoke about it um when I was much younger, I was much more feisty when it came to that sort of stuff and I wouldn't have held back these days. I think it's just a case of we understand people's frustrations. Yes, it sucks, um, but we continue to do the work because we understand what it is that we're building here and we want to be able to share that with everyone. At the end of the day, when your investment goes up, my investment goes up. When my investment goes down, your investment goes down. So it's, it's the cliche 2020 and beyond saying, but we're all in this together. Um, exactly, yeah. When people say... Obviously, with a cease of trading right now, when people say, um, I can't sell my tokens right now, I'm in the same boat. No one on the team is selling their tokens. So we're all locked up in this too. And none of us are earning Ethereum rewards, just so people know. The Ethereum rewards were basically subsidizing my income to allow me to do this. So that right. it, it becomes tough for everyone involved here. And I, I guess it's just a, a case of really reiterating to everyone that we will continue to work hard. We will continue to develop this project. And we have so many more things coming down the, the pike that we can start to tell people about once the contract is live, once the platform is back up and running and somewhat, I won't say autonomous, but somewhat running on, on its own volition without having, you know, people involved in the day-to-day -day management of, of it. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so you know, on this Medium post as well, um, Duke does mention the bad news, um, and I'll quote him now, the bad news, if you will, until now, we've been extremely happy with the build and testing phases. However, I regret to inform you, we won't start final acceptance test this week. Um, our last stage of testing has presented a few issues that we are not happy about. We have enabled our project to integrate across more than 20 networks other than the BNB chain. 
again, part of our future-proof plans. But this still needs some fixable issues resolved. Now, to give people an idea how tight-knit this team is, I read this Medium post and I didn't know about those things. Like, that's, that's something that the core team has been working on. And it's unfortunate, but I think so many people missed out on that. Um, Kip, maybe you can explain to people why that carries such gravitas, why that is so important, that one line in there. And maybe we yeah. should have made a bold or italic or something like that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Put a bunch of underlines underneath it because that's, that's, that's basically like a little, a little drop of like what's been being developed you know what i mean like it it was thought that you know oh just what we were told is being developed but like sam touched on at the beginning of this podcast here is like there is more things that are being worked on and hints are going to be dropped here and there that if the people aren't looking you know they they ain't going to see it and those people are unfortunately going to be the ones that miss out but and they'll hear about it, i'm sure on a later day and be like Oh, well, uh, gosh, darn when they do that, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, for us to be, you know, enabled to, to be a part of 20 different, more than 20 different networks, um, aside from BNB, it's, it's, it's honestly what I know a lot of investors have been seeking, you know what I mean? To, um, really see Lundex become more than the, the BNB chain, um, and that's what I've always been preaching. And that's what I've always fully believed in myself was that this project is beyond the, the sheer, like, it's just shallowness in the, in the Binance smart chain in my, sorry, the BNB chain, in my opinion. And, you know, we're, we're literally just dipping our toes into what this project is truly capable and what the development of this project is truly capable of doing. Yeah, and I think when it comes to the DeFi space, um, we as a project could have easily put out another effectively rewards token attached to a, a decentralized exchange with very minimal exactly. features, with staking and farming, and then go, there you go, guys, out it goes. But the market saturation in that space is insane right now. Everyone is building a swap. Everyone is building staking pools. And I... In, my, in a previous life, I worked in the motor industry and we often spoke about price manipulation. And what yeah. I mean by that is um, it's a degradation of the profitability when it comes to selling a product. If everyone is doing the exact same thing, the only thing you can differentiate yourself on is price. And what ends yeah. up happening is take the car, for example, if dealership A is selling a car for $30,000, and they offer the exact same car as dealership B, the only way that dealership B can really beat them is by dropping the price. Tying that back into DeFi, the only way that Dex B can beat Dex A is by offering you know, maybe a, a staking pool with a higher percentage yield. And that is the reason mm -hmm. why we're now dealing with 4 million percent APY and those sorts of things. And I saw a tweet yesterday that mentioned, you know, the the, the i'm paraphrasing a little bit but basically it doesn't matter how high the percentage of your apy is if the token has zero value so really what needs to to be built on in decentralized exchanges and DeFi is genuine unique selling proposition um, right. 
and you know a reason for projects to want to list with you and you know mm-hmm. this this ties back to guardian ai um where we have the ability and there's more details coming when it comes to guardian as well we have the ability to create something that not only protects investors but also protects projects from malicious actors in the space who sit there and bought a project with a view to securing as many tokens on a fair launch as possible and then at the right moment dumping it creating fud scaring the pro uh, everyone invested in the project and then the project unfortunately dies the number of times i've seen great utility die in the early days because of malicious actors manipulating charts um, scaring other investors, those sorts of things. I mean, that's that's yeah. the majority of what happens in the in the BNB chain for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there's there's some of the the points that I that I noticed in this in this medium as well. Um, Keep. Is there anything else that you really felt that really stood out for you on this? Uh, for me, the the for me the entire article was excellent, uh, excellently written by by Rick over there and um, all the way in the UK, man. And you know, but my my favorite part of the article, which I'm pretty hundred percent certain that eighty five percent of people didn't get to, was the end of the uh, the article there where. Uh, Rick said, we are not here to produce a project every week and claim notoriety that has reached a few that it has reached a few million market cap before it was slow rug, rinsed and repeated. Ladies and gentlemen, to everybody listening to this, you know, we see this all too often in the space. And it's almost as if people would prefer us to stoop to that sort of level, rather than staying true to the one project that no matter what happens through all the ups and downs through all the delays and all the hatred and the fight and all the threats everything we still stay true to one project it's almost as if people would rather us go down to what the rest of the space is known for and that's xyz who's called x the same token over and over and sorry not the same token but the same sort of slow rug you know what i mean maybe it's a honey pie you know um or you have the same dev on the same projects or the same you know what i mean like it's there's no loyalty essentially is what i'm trying to say here um and it's it, the vision is a very serious one, as uh, Rick said, and a passion that is all, often strikingly, vis- strikingly visible and audible from our team members. So kind of like what I touched on earlier um, when I said with the amount of people working on this project and the amount of people that you see active uh, throughout the Discord and on Twitter, it's it's very illogical and very almost immature to go as far as to really believe that this is going south or or this is a rug or a scam you know what i mean and it's and it's kind of a slap in the face to um a lot of not not a lot but to basically everybody who's been working so hard on this project in in the in the on the main stage and also behind the scenes and just to wrap it up you know like what uh rick said at the end there with with um it takes conviction and courage to make a meaningful change 
especially when your success is detrimental to the comfort zone of criminals. But we applaud all those who share our ambition to achieve a migration from the same old ways to a new and more prosperous future for crypto investors. And and those are the those individuals that are in the community, you know, that are still there and still checking on things. And, you know, the ones that are checking on things in the respectful way, you know, and I know I know some people, you know, they're not going to like what I'm saying, but. If I get I get people are going to be concerned, guys, but, you know, there's a way to go about these concerns. We're all grown. You know what I'm saying? And um, you just got to you got to give credit where credit's due. And, you know, a lot of credit is due to the to the team behind this project. And and what's to come is is going to be a it's just going to kind of be a I told you so kind of moment. And uh, I can't wait for that. I'm actually looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to, you know, in this time where it appears as though not a lot is happening, and we've said this on Mother Suckers as well, where the reason why we now have the official Lundex podcast on top of Mother Suckers is because, you know, we probably need a little bit more formal format when it comes to right. communicating this sort of stuff. Mother Suckers was never about official Lundex opinions and those sorts of things. Like it was very much three guys. By the way, you're back this week, aren't you? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yep. Uh, it was always about three guys hanging out, talking crypto, a few jokes, weird drinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> milk, milk in plastic bags. Milk in plastic bags, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. the official Lundex podcast going forward, as we have more information and more news, whether it be through Duke's Medium posts and things that he drops there, or little bits of information that you know he'll allow us to talk about, um, to to put out there. The, the purpose of this is to keep it Lundex, keep it much shorter than the other format we had um, and keep people informed. So weekly in their drive to work, they can sit there and go, all right, what's happening with Lundex this week? And you may have skipped over the last 25 minutes of this or however long it's been and gone, well, there wasn't really a lot of news in there. Yeah, this is just laying the groundwork um, as we go forward with marketing, development, the platform is live and all these little features, we can start to talk about how those things operate, how those things work our successes, our failures, what we learned from them, those sorts of things in a nice little weekly wrap, which is just like served up in a nice little audio package for everyone. Yep. So you don't got to burn that data watching them YouTube videos. Exactly. Save your data um, and you don't have to look at our ugly heads either. So it's a win-win for everyone there. <laughs> but the good news is we're recording Mother Suckers in a little bit under 24 hours from now. So I would like to say welcome back. By the way, we missed you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be back. And uh, just for everybody out there, I will be returning to Twitch very soon too, which I'm very excited about. It's been a while. And uh, yeah, like I said, we ain't going nowhere, man. We here to stay, baby. We, we haven't really spoken about this, but with your Twitch streams, obviously, because I'm, I'm creating some level of routine and structure when it comes to mother suckers coming out 7.30 p.m. UTC on Fridays. Right. Uh, this podcast will come out at a time I'm yet to figure out, but maybe on a Thursday or something like that. Have you given any thought? And I don't know your life is all a bit up in the air at the moment, but have you given any thought to which particular day suits you best and that sort of stuff for Sir DJ sessions? Um, I haven't got that concrete just yet, but um, yeah, I'll, I'll be. It'll. I feel like it'll kind of be spur of the moment. Like I'll be letting given uh notice like a couple of days in advance kind of thing yeah okay that's cool and yeah. that and that'll all be 
shit. It'll never, it'll never coincide with our recordings. If that's that's for sure. Okay. Cool. We're good. All right. Awesome. Thank you very much, Kib. I appreciate you joining me for episode one. Always, man. And there's some more. Exactly. We'll do another one of these next week, and it will be less ranty, and it'll have more content and substance. So thanks to everyone. This is gonna be on. I think we'll start with Spotify and maybe Apple Podcasts. I'm so unfamiliar with this space. Um, but I'm sure next week I'll come back and say this is where you can read this and we'll post it up on YouTube as well um, just for people who prefer to consume it that way too alright thank you very much ladies and gentlemen for listening in thanks everybody my name is Sam and I was I am Kib and we are out for this week have a good one take care guys